Welcome back to the Confident Teen Podcast. It has been my deepest intention over the past four years on my own journey to provide value and to help support other souls, especially teens. I am a mama of two, a wife, a certified teacher, and a holistic health coach. I believe in the power of sharing our stories and our lessons to help support others. I also believe confidence is deeply rooted within us all. We have just forgotten how to access it. My hope is that you know, adult or teen, that you are worthy, you are capable, and your potential is limitless. I am so grateful to have you here. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so grateful to have you here to listen to another episode. So today I am actually resharing an old episode, one of my most downloaded episodes to date, and that is my conversation with Jacqueline Cordero of JackFit and our conversation about just the possibilities and the potential of our lives being limitless. And in this current stage of my life or this new chapter that I am in or this transition, transformation, whatever I'm calling it, um, I feel like this episode is is truly what I am needing. So uh, yeah, I just feel like, you know, sometimes we don't go scroll all the way back. Sometimes people miss episodes and this is just one of those one of those conversations that, um, yeah, I just hope everybody listens to. So I hope if you're listening to it for the second time that you as enjoy it just as much as the first. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. It's another beautiful day for a meaningful conversation with a guest that I am so excited for you all to meet. So I'm going to actually let her tell you a little bit more about herself. Hi, my name is Jack. Um, some may know me as Jack Fit, but I do go by Jack. Um, my name is Jacqueline. So I often am asked, why Jack? Um, I feel like Jacqueline is a great representation of who I am, but unless I'm getting in trouble or, or my mom's after me for something I probably could have done better in my life, I always feel like Jack is, you know, just one of those things that I resonate with. I was born and raised um, with two older brothers. So an extension of, you know, that I would like to refer to as like a tomboy type challenge, uh, childhood. Um, so it just kind of like, it, it just seemed to pave the way for, you know, as I grow up and, you know, older through life, that the name Jack just kind of suited me, just more relaxed, just a little bit more down to earth and, and real. So if, uh, if that's how we're known as Jack's, Jack's good. I love that. Okay. So as you were saying that it reminded me to actually, I think it was my dad that started it, but he always used to call me Chris go growing up. So I'm Christy. Yeah. I got Chris from him a lot. And that's still like somebody called me that the other day randomly. And I was like, I haven't heard that in forever. But I remember um, really liking it. Maybe it's just because my dad was something that came from him. Right. But yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It brings like energy to like a, a very comfortable, like a very safe, warming place. So yeah. So the, those that know me pretty well, it's I go by Jack. So yeah. Um, so speaking of energy too, now you've got me just, here we go. Yeah. Got let's go. <laughs> so I originally reached out to you and I was shocked at how quickly you had gotten back to me because I was just saying to you before we jumped on uh, the Zoom call here or the recording that um, I'm like fangirling. So when I, when I originally reached out to you, I wasn't sure that I would even get a yes back, right? So I was so very excited when you said that you would come on and speak to me because in the last 
um, three years, I've really been like, that's just been it for me. I feel like I've really been trying to focus on the energy around me and drawing in the energy in my life that I want to feel my absolute best. Um, so to go back just a little bit, when I first became a mom three years ago, um, that's when everything really shifted for me. And you're smiling now because I know that you, you understand you have two daughters. Um, but yeah, yes. I was not prepared for that, that transformation and sure. My life and the patterns that I was living before I became a mom just weren't setting me up to be my best self. Um, I had a lot of like mm -hmm. addictive patterns and stuff like that, that broke once I became a mother. And then I ended up having probably some postpartum in there. I had a mental health mm -hmm. breakdown with my second daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and again, so in all of this time, including the pandemic, I just, I found it so important to start really incorporating um, like more of a, just like a preventative, preventative way to keep myself healthy. So it looked like more of like a holistic approach to things. Right. And, sure. um, I started to take care of my mind, my body, my soul. And I feel mm -hmm. like I, I felt that like you're connected to, you know, just health and fitness and stuff like that in that way. I mean, I could be wrong here, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely feel like that's why I felt like your energy and I felt so connected to you. So I'm curious if you can just share, you know, if there was a pivotal moment that, set you on that like health and wellness journey or has this always been you um well to be fair and to answer that as honestly as I can uh, I think it's always been innately in my personality to be uh, connected go off energy I think as far as I can remember as a, as a child I um you know I I would always I had a really great uh, ability naturally to connect with people um I always felt like when you wake up just naturally it's your it's a, another chance to do something different better or just live life and I've always been kind of zestful in that sense um but you know I think like anything life experiences really teach you things and they and if you listen you and you you're attentive enough it can really make you a better person whether it's good or a bad experience right coming out of it and as you grow older, you know, the experiences we have, um, I went to school, I, I was a studied, I studied nursing and I, I graduated University of Windsor um, as an, as an RN in my bachelor's in science. And it, the reason why I took it wasn't because, you know, you know, there's an expectation of parents saying, you know, go to school, make, get a career, have a stable life, da, 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 da. I think for me, it was, I always wanted to help people. And I was always very much passionate and very interested in the human body and connections, but not just physically or just the anatomy, what you learn in a lot of medical school, the way that your energy and your physicality and your, and your mental, your mentality kind of all are in sync um, and they're interrelated. And the more I understood with my life experience and my knowledge as nursing and my passion for fitness, I started to really understand that you know, if you can try to achieve somewhat of what I say balance, and when I, I think balance to me is just working on those three essential elements of who you are as, as any human, the more you work on those consistently, the, the better you're going to level up in life and the better version you're going to become. So I started feeling it and I started really harnessing that concept. And these things that over time I'd started to kind of create as habits really taught me that honestly, and like energy for me is probably the one driving force that allows me the motivation and, um, you know, uh, the, the, the tenacity to keep pushing through, even if it's a really dark, dark, difficult time. So you just had asked a question about, you know, a pivotal point in my life where I felt like there was a transition or a change for me. Motherhood certainly is one of them. And I think you can agree to that. Right. But the other thing is it's those, it's those moments of failure that I feel 
I've learned the most from. Um, being a mother is very challenging, but when you're when you set out to do something and it fails, for example, um, and I don't look at it as a failure per se, but I I am divorced and I'm a single mom. Um, when my marriage of 13 years um, just I knew just wasn't where I where and what we needed in terms of the balance and and what was right for both of us. I realized that that type of experience um, enabled me to go to look through a broader scope and look at the world a little bit differently and go, you know what, this was meant to be, it was a great experience. I have two beautiful children from this and we can co-parent these two beautiful uh, human beings the rest of our lives. But the other thing is, is I knew what I wanted to pursue and I knew what I was holding back from. And I knew that, um, you know what, my mission in life was to keep growing and connecting with different sources of energy to be able to heighten myself and my, and my ability to become a better version of myself. And I think ultimately since birth, I've always been that person. It's just, I think with age, you have a tendency to learn and listen to yourself more, if that makes sense. Especially yeah, as I think, I think what you said about listening to yourself is definitely the point where I, yeah, I was at, like I was finally, and just in the last three years, I feel like I've finally been starting to yeah, listen to myself. I was so um, focused on like the exterior when I first mm -hmm. started, like I call it my journey. I feel like motherhood was also a part of that, right? But when I say journey, I mean like specifically to like health, like finally just taking care of myself. Um, sure. But yeah, yeah, it was so, so externally focused, which was great because I was still like working out. Um, I started mm -hmm. running, which I never, ever used to run before. And now I absolutely still love it. Um, and then I was just eating a whole lot better than I ever had, but I wasn't taking the time to kind of do like that internal work. So right. that's where I was kind of feeling like a disconnect. So ever since I started, um, incorporating more of that into my life, yeah, I just mm -hmm. feel, I feel my absolute best. Like, I feel like all of these changes have impacted my life for the better. Um, so I was curious how you, how you feel about that and about like your, just the choices that you make every day, like obviously as a person who does, who follows you um, mm -hmm. and the things that you, you know, you show up for in your life. Um, yeah. It's just, it's inspiring to watch the things that you do. Um, so yeah, I'm just curious how all of that has impacted you. Well, I think I'm a person that likes structure and I'm a person that knows that with consistency over like the course of my life, I've learned that when you're consistent, that's when things really start to create and develop and manifest and they manifest beautifully. Um, almost to the point where sometimes you feel overwhelmed or uh, super grateful for everything that comes your way. But you truly can't um, learn to welcome all of these things. And if you cannot be open and real with yourself and your vulnerabilities and your insecurities and all the things that we don't like to talk about, especially as women with each other. Um, and I think that for me, um, you know, putting in, getting up early, putting into myself and I say self-care concepts, but what I'm, what I'm referring to is getting up and moving your body. I'm not talking about running like a beast at like level 10 on the treadmill, you know, and getting the sweat on what I'm talking about is taking that time to put into yourself physically, which ultimately um, activates your, your mentality. And you start doing a thing called reflection. And, you know, you, you kind of like look back on maybe the day prior and go, you know what, I probably could have did that better today. This is my goal. And it just gives you a time to connect to yourself intimately while without distractions, right? So for me, I've gotten in the habit of getting up early and really putting into myself and my self-care bucket so that I'm able to be better for everyone else the rest of the day. Now, of course, as a mother, 
um, I think it's natural for a lot of us, and at least my clients will tell me this, that, you know, I, I feel guilty if I'm taking time away from, you know, my children to go and work out, or, you know, I just feel like the sense of like, where should I be? I like, I know it's, I know I should be taking care of myself, but at the same time, I should be there for my children with, for everything that they need. Yes. Those two, th those two thought processes are exactly perfect and they're right in their own. But what I'm going to say is that because I've been consistent and I've get I've gotten up early and I've put in, when you're done with that time of investment into yourself, you get your children up, you get the, you know, the breakfast going and they get their day started, whether it's school time or summertime, whatever it is, you literally set the tone for the rest of the day. And you start off on a very positive note. Um, you just see the world in a, a, a more beautiful, you know, lens, like if you will. Um, and I just feel like when you keep doing that and you're consistent with that over time, you get a almost like I want to say um, an excess amount of positive energy to draw from in that in that self care bucket. So you never run dry, which means you don't ever resent which means the negativity doesn't really spill over into your day and into your decision-making throughout the day and, and to other people. So I think it's really important that I found that really early on. And essentially that's what I teach my clients. It's, you know, it takes work, it takes consistency, but the rewards from that are endless. And certainly for those, are, uh, those around us too, as well. So yeah, I think it's super, yeah. super important to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. I love everything you said. I was actually just about to ask you, like, what message are you then like most passionate about sharing with the world? But there was a lot of stuff in there that was really, really great. You know, I, honestly, if I were to say one thing that I know for a fact is super important, whether you're male, female, mom, uh, fur mom, parent, whatever, whatever you have on your plate, I think the number one thing is if you don't invest in yourself, which there is no better investment, let's be honest. If you don't invest in yourself and make it a point to try to be better, at least if it's 1% better than you were yesterday, then you can never expect to have amazing and great things in your life. So it's truly about putting into you so that you're able to have the energy to put into these things. And especially if you need to level up a little bit, like, let's be honest, like goals don't just, goals aren't achieved just by showing up. Goals are achieved by showing up and then putting in some when you don't have anything to put in. That's when the reward comes back. So yeah, I just, I feel like there's so many, there's so many answers and so many ways to look at that, but I, I'm gonna truly say it's just, yeah, consistency and trusting the process and being okay to mess up and feeling, like here, here's the here's the process I feel like most people, they, they go into this rant about, you know, like, oh, I failed and it's like a self-sabotage thing. Well, if I can't follow the process, I'm gonna give up. But you know what? I think honestly, if you allow yourself to just be like, yeah, I messed up and, or I did, I wasn't my best self today. And you just love yourself anyways, you're going to come back and you're going to want to try again. Right. Yes. But if you throw shade on yourself because you've messed up or you did something against like a routine or you say you're on a new uh, fitness regime and you're like, I hate like two Twix bars yesterday. And I don't think that worked towards my fitness goals at all. How am I going to lose weight if I keep doing that? Well, it's called positive reinforcement. We wouldn't speak to our children the way we speak to ourselves sometimes. And I think that that is something that we really, really, really need to start looking at a little bit deeper. And the only way to really um, reset that mind, uh, or sorry, I should say remap your mind in terms of making more space for positive and, and trying to deflect or just feel the negative, recognize it, but then deal with it and omit it or delete it, right? I think the only way to really do that is just being honest with yourself. So yeah, I just think that there's so many things that we can do internally 
um, in terms of conversation and applying self-care that will really mitigate half the things that we struggle with and, and there are barriers for our growth. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I 100% agree. Just even when you were speaking about like investment, I was thinking about like time, energy, and money. That has literally been me the last three years, investing in personal trainers, investing in coaches. Mm -hmm. Like I, I needed people to hold me accountable to all the goals sure. and the bigger visions I had for myself. Right. And that I still do. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of just even like for like the therapy and the different things that I had to go through. Uh, I mean, those things are covered, but it's still like an energy and a time investment. So it's just, yeah, trying to make sure you prioritize, as you said, um, yeah, just all of your needs. And I find that when I do that, I can just, I show up so much better for others. Yes. It's, yes. Yeah, it's incredible the difference that it makes. And this is the message that I'm constantly trying to share um, with other people because it's just something that I'm passionate about. Right. Cause once I feel like once you're at, at a place in your life where you know the things that bring you joy and that can make you feel your best on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm just like, I feel like I like cracked the secret code, but it's really not that secret, but I just want to share it with more yeah. people, but it does, Absolutely. it takes, takes consistency and it's not always, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. hundred percent. I think along with the consistency aspect of it is constantly revising your boundaries because as we grow and as we age in life, our, ba our boundaries or our tolerance for certain things changes over time. So mm -hmm. we can't keep doing the same thing that worked when we were 19 whether it's nutrition, how we talk to ourselves, or what our boundaries are. When we're in our 20s, we change. In our 30s, when we become parents, our, our whole mindset changes. It's not about you. It's about another individual that's now linked to you for life because you brought them into this world. So I think it's really important that with consistency is a constant look back and, a, and uh, basically a reassessment of what your boundaries are, right? And I think um, you're right. As, as you welcome more positive energy and as you work on yourself, your understanding of what and who you want to surround yourself with changes because that impacts your end goal of wanting to be a better version of yourself too as well. So it's, it's consistency, it's constant revision of your boundaries and then just being realistic with what you, what you can and what you cannot do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So I'm curious if you could speak to your younger self, do I call you Jack or Jacqueline? And Jack, no, please. <laughs> no, I Jack's fine. Jack. Yeah, yeah Jack. Okay, fine. so yeah, what would you say to her? How old would she be? Would you actually, could you pinpoint it or just, I mean, younger, any age younger? You know what? I just, I just got goosebumps and I, and anyone that knows me knows that when I, I get like that, there's like That's something. That's the energy. Really, yes. And I'm feeling it. It's pouring out of my, my veins right now. Um, I would say probably around eight or nine years old. Um, and I, and I say that particular time in my life as a child, because I knew that I always, um, I was very competitive with myself and with obviously I've been two older brothers. I was always trying to like, you know, beat them at whatever sport it was we were playing with, but I was so hungry to just do everything, like whether it was track and field school, it was a, it was a speech and, you know, in front of your class or whatever it was that I had as a challenge or something that was brought my way. I always felt like I just wanted to go and decimate it, just crush it. I don't know where that came from, but I've always been that person. But what I would say is that if I had a second to speak to that seven-year-old, I would say you realize that there is not, absolutely nothing that you cannot do in this lifetime. And there is no ceiling 
to what your, your potential is. Be true to yourself. Don't stray from what your values are and trust your gut. Now, I wish someone had told me that. Um, of course, you learn that over time. And in, I think in, and if you're intuitive enough to your own feelings, you, you, you create that and you develop that persona, which I, I had like later on in life. But I just wish that was something that was just told to me. Because I think like, I think that if, had I had that little piece of advice, I probably would have, I wouldn't have been afraid to pursue things earlier in my life, if that makes sense. Um my parents were great uh, growing up. They were always very supportive of me, but we didn't have those types of conversations. They, they, there wasn't that type of communication on that level. You know, it was, it was, um, I think it was just what everyone else in that generation was feeling like, hey, you guys go outside and play, be good to each other, be good people, grow up, you know, uh, be good civilians, get to get your education and, and, and make a family and, and be on with your life. But I think if I had had someone like giving me that, that motivation and that constant um, sense of like reassurance and purpose, I, I think I probably would have um, probably did, did things a lot sooner in my life, but absolutely. And yeah. I tell my daughters that too, no matter what it is, whether it's gymnastics or Taekwondo or whatever they're, they're doing at the time, I always say, I'm like, when you do something, do it with intention, put yourself in a, in a position to really feel what you're doing. Don't just go through the motions because that's how you draw out your superpower. Oh my gosh, I feel like I needed to hear this today. That whole message was just for me. Maybe for some of the listeners too, but it was, it was directed right at me. Um, no, I love that. I feel like that's something that I'll share with my daughter. I'll save this audio so that I can go back and listen to it again. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's so super powerful. And it's actually the way that I have like actually truly been feeling the last little while. I am a teacher by profession. I don't know if I shared that with either of you, but hmm. um, yeah, I have uh, been teaching for the last 12 years, but um, through the pandemic pandemic, and through motherhood, I kind of just had, again, I felt a lot of different shifts during that time. And just, I feel like in three years, I did do like a drastic transformation um, all for the better. But with that kind of came just this like curiosity of, like what else there was for me out there. And again, it's not that teaching isn't a fantastic career. It's just, I, I want more for myself. Sure. So, yeah. so yeah, so I'm starting to just intentionally mm-hmm. figure out how I can still teach, but also do it in a way that really aligns like with my vision and the things that I'm passionate about. So now I'm kind of doing like a mix of like holistic teaching, I call it. So it's like tutoring mixed mm-hmm. with like mind practices and like all of mm-hmm. the kids that work with me like absolutely love it that we move a little bit together and then we do like some breathing and some vis- mm-hmm. visualization and then we get into yeah the work that they obviously have to accomplish as well but yeah it's been really really um rewarding especially when it's just like I said it's more connected to what uh yeah what you feel what, if you're what you're passionate about is really what it is right because That's it. let's be honest, to be honest, like being an educator, an, an educator or a, a nurse, like a healthcare professional or whatever it is, you there's parts of you that went into that field because you're a nurturer and because you you naturally love to help people. That is who and what you are, what you're, how you're threatened. So, and it's funny because you said, you know, um, teaching educator, that's a great job. I kind of feel like my, you know, I want to get into like, you know, the holistic part of, you know, teaching and all that. So Here's, here's my thing that, that very um, statement alone tells me that it's like, you don't have to pick one or the other. You can combine both of them 
And you can make something so epic and so transformative and so relatable to and helping hundreds of people, which is why you became a nurse or a, a, a teacher to begin with. So I can relate to that because traditional uh, sense of nursing for me, I uh, worked in critical care and then worked in end of life oncology. And I loved, and the reason why I became a nurse because I loved helping people, but my passion has always been health and, and fitness. I mean, everything under the sun, I've tried it. I love it. So at some point when COVID happened, I'm like, you know what, this isn't the traditional nursing or whatever I was doing at the time was not filling my bucket. It certainly wasn't serving my soul. And I, I know that for a fact, when I'm not feeling like I'm getting something out of it in a way that I can feel it, then it's time for me to pivot or make a change. So why not take what I'm passionate about and my education and my background and combine it so that I can um, serve people in a way that's probably I mean, a lot better of a bedside manner than what they're going to get in the hospital setting, right? Or, you know, anything, whatever setting you work in. So I think for you is the same way, right? And when you can find what you're passionate about and be able to deliver with kind of how you were trained in your mind, sky's the limit, endless. And I mean, the money is just icing on the cake because you see people become the best version of themselves and it's contagious and you build a community based on that. And you, it's not that you need to take credit for anything, but it feels pretty darn good when you have an army of people standing behind you that are like-minded and changing the world and changing the narrative of how we treat each other and, and ourselves, it's just amazing. Like that's, that's the purpose. That's, that's the mission in life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I actually wanted you to explain a little bit more in depth what you do and how you, how you do help other people because yeah. Awesome. You are, you are um, changing well, lives. You're changing the world. Well, I'm certainly going to help others. I'm going to stand in the stand in line and whoever else is doing it, I'm just going to walk in my lane and, and join the, you know, join the tempo of what's going on. I feel like, um, okay, so I went through a really hard time. I went through a separation, COVID happened, um, and my career was in healthcare was taking an absolute um, beating because the politics, I mean, why you get into nursing is to help people and you just found you just couldn't do your job that you wanted to. And there's just so much happening. But you know what I think when um, I decided to make the pivot from nursing into entrepreneurship, I realized that um, it wasn't really a hard thing to do. Like I started out with a couple clients and I would provide them with a nutrition and training program. And then I would meet with them every week and do like a check-in kind of like virtually for 10 minutes and kind of discuss their goals and what we can do and collaborate, reassess, and then create a plan moving forward. So them, for them to be able to uh, achieve whatever desired goal it was, whether it's weight loss, you know, lean muscle building or whatever tissue. And, you know, just the things that people um, express when they want a fitness um, goal to be achieved. So I think um, I've always been really good at um, helping people kind of um, create um, their ideal physique based on training and nutrition. But I think not until I became uh, plant-based and understood the importance of how nutrition is actually going to be the, the driving force behind someone's health and sustainability in terms of their, phys uh, their aesthetic uh, physique or what they want to achieve, that I was like, you know what? It's not enough just to give someone a meal plan. It's not enough just to say, hey, here, and then uh, provide me with your weight every week. I want to get into someone's head. I want to know how they're wired. I want to know how to break down these barriers that they've built for probably even since they've been walking. And I want to know how to get to them so that we can build a recipe for success. 
And I realized like, this is the same feeling I got the very first time I saved a person's life in the ER, like that kind of gratification. It was just so overwhelming, so rewarding. So starting with eight clients, I'm like, you know what? Then I went to 12 and then I went to, and then my clientele just kept building up. But the retention was so great when I started popping off this JackFit journey that I was like, oh, wait a minute, I have something here. But in my mind, I'm like, this comes so easy. And it's just something I did as a side hustle. So it wasn't really anything that I thought was like, you know, going to be this thing. But (laughs) when you get when you get the the feedback from your clients and they tell you that you've changed their life and that you've helped them instrumentally pivot from probably very dark place to to being the best version and and where they are in their life. That is just like, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, I just, I just kept continuing on. I've built phase one that I got, and then I created phase two, phase three, and those rocks are, so I have about four or five phases um, and programs on my six week transformation challenge. Um, It's a group, it's a supported group community uh, with the kind of the intention of having like one-to-one coach check-in. So they kind of have like a hybrid. They have like the supportive community and they also have Coach Jack or one of my accountability coaches to check in with them. And um, I just feel like it's just been something that kind of organically just became as amazing as it is without even really thinking because it was just something, like I said, just came innately to me and naturally just, yeah, I can help you how to eat. Oh, you want to transition into plant-based? I, I've been doing it. So I know how it works. I know it works for me. It's not that I know everything because I don't, but I do know what works for me. And I do know what works for young mothers. I know where your head's at at a certain time in your life because I've been there. So, you know what? I think uh, with Asian experience has really helped me aside from like my, uh, my education. But I mean, this, this, um, I wouldn't say my life's work, really what Jack Fit is, has blossomed not only into getting people in the best um, shape of their life, but the best feeling and version of themselves and truly them feeling it, um, which transcends into everything else into their life. So it spreads like wildfire, right? Yeah. Um, become better parents, become better partners, become better colleagues to the, the people that they work with every day. And now I find myself not only doing the Jack Fit thing, but now I'm sharing my story and sharing things like this on podcasts and doing speaking engagements because I really truly feel like there's just not enough being said about just how to do it, but doing it in a way where it's healthy and doing it in a way where it's like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be done overnight. There's a process to this, right? And um, yeah, so I, 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 I love what I do. I, I feel that everyone has a calling or a passion in life. And this probably is mine. Um, actually, I'm going to say probably is mine. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see where it takes me in a year from now. It's certainly changed in just even the last few years. Like it's, it's just kind of molding into something even greater than I would even imagine. So. I think that's beautiful how it just grew like that. So organically, I think it also right. has a lot to do though, too. Like even just thinking about my coach, right. It has a lot of, lot to do with like trust. And I feel yeah. like, I mean, this is the first time technically that we're meeting, like not mm-hmm. in person, but sort of, um, and yeah, I can already feel, um, and I felt this way before too, that I just know, like, and trust you. And it's just, again, it's just that energy you give off. Right. So oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Likewise. Yeah, all the stuff that you're just that you're doing. I have this is totally off topic. I don't even know if I should ask this, yeah. but I want to. It's fine. Let's do it. Because my <laughs> husband, I just want to like set him straight. Uh, was Alex a client of yours? No, but he is now. <laughs> oh, okay. Honestly, I was just curious. Uh, I was like, I wonder. Like, I my husband's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, I guarantee you, he probably was. Like, he well, should be. 
it's it's funny because um you know I've known Alex for a few years and we've always had similar interests like uh we talk about nutrition all the time we talk about fitness and all these things and then when we actually decided that you know we were going to take the plunge and start dating each other um you know being a pro athlete you think that um I don't know maybe it was just an assumption I mean on my part but I you'd feel like you know, being a pro athlete, you know, they would have the best resources in terms of like knowledge of nutrition and like training and all these things. And they should be very well versed in a healthy lifestyle and all these things. And not that I'm saying like he was a very healthy individual, but I honestly saw a lot of room that he could have made improvements. And, and I think with time and like you're saying, the ability to kind of learn and trust someone, he was like, I'm all in whatever you're doing. I want some of that because I see how like the energy that you have. And that was one of the things that I think um, really connected us is because he's very uh, driven and, and very high energy and he, you know, he just wants to continue to improve in life, um, mind, body, and soul. And, and I'm the same way. So we're very like-minded. We have very uh, clear visions uh, as to where we want to go in our life. But um, it wasn't up until recently that he's like, Kate, hey, so can I join the Jack Fit thing? And I'm like, let's go, bring it on. So I mean, 5 a.m. is early. Um, but there's there's several things that like, you know, just little concepts along the way that he would adapt and kind of just encourage him to I'm like, why don't you try just plugging this into your life and see how you can incorporate that. And, you know, being very busy and traveling a lot, it's, it poses its challenges. But I can promise you that even the busiest people in life, if you want something bad enough and you want change, you are going to do what it takes to be able to make that happen. Right no excuses, revisions of what your, what your life is. You have to make some changes. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he looks great. I, I think and he's even said that this is the best he's looked, um, you know, in a very long time. Uh, but I think the reward is how he feels. So yeah, to tell your husband, was he initially climbing? No friends, but he is now, he is now a Jack fit lifer as I would call it. <laughs> Thank you. And I 100% agree. Once I was 100% committed to the goals that I had for myself, there was like, there was no stopping me. And I I still, right. like, I haven't stopped since and I don't plan on it. Cause I couldn't imagine like, if I stopped now, like, what would I do? I don't even know what my life would look like. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you know what? Right. And I, and I tell people all the time, like there is no finish line into becoming a best no. version of yourself. Like it's a process that should be life until the day you die, you take your last breath. If you look at it like every day is a better as, a, as another example or an opportunity for me to, to level up or be a better version of myself, that means that you're going to continue doing that. And by putting in, a, like I always say, a 1% effort, doesn't matter if it's a 1% or if it's 50 or 100, that 1% is a step closer to becoming a better version of yourself, a step closer to reaching your goal. But it's not like that, but you're, you're, you're literally just setting the bar for yourself, a standard, you know? And then- I think when you when you are like that and you you do live by those you know that mindset you're going to manifest and you're going to attract that same energy around you right and then your world yeah. becomes a better place so I think it's you know I think it includes more than just you know the work on yourself it's it, it, it benefits everyone so yeah and the coolest part I feel like for me has just been seeing like the growth like if you compare from a certain time, like even from the time, for example, when I started this podcast, like episode one hitting record and thinking like, what the heck am I doing um, to now sitting here talking to you today, like 40 plus episodes in. So it's just, it's been incredible being able to have so many meaningful conversations. Um, I absolutely loved 
loved this conversation today. I really don't want it to end, but I do want you before um, we end, uh, share with the listeners where they can find you in case they are looking for some additional support. They want to check out what you have going on because they should. I highly encourage that they do. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, for the most part, people will either reach out to me on my website. That's jackfit.ca. Um, we do have an American site for those Americans that are listening to this as well. Um, and then on Instagram, I get I, I get a lot of my um, traffic through Instagram, direct message, whatnot. And that's um, at Jack, J-A-C underscore L-Y-N-F-I-T on Instagram. There's a Facebook page. I also have a Facebook community page that um, I make mindful note to try to connect um, and just kind of like, you know, offer things like nutrition or just words of encouragement, affirmation, stuff like that, just to kind of share and, and spread the, the positivity. But and then certainly, um, yeah, I mean, I have an email too, so as well. But I mean, I think the website is probably the easiest way to, to get a hold of me or Instagram if you're on that. But honestly, I just encourage even yeah, like you had said when we started this podcast, like I, you know, I was surprised you reached back to me so quickly. But you know what? I think what makes a person really understand uh, their why reminds them of their why is that that little, I mean, whether you have three seconds or three minutes to yourself, you can respond to any random person's question. Now, I get questions a lot about like nutrition or, hey, Jack, I just had a baby and I'm just wondering what's the, the next step or what should I be doing to try to, you know, ease my way back into nutrition. I am going to always offer, if I can, I have the time, I'm going to offer that advice because somewhere along the line, when I first started into my fitness journey, I had an amazing person offer their time, energy, and um and love and compassion to helping me start my journey and ask for nothing in return so i feel that it's always okay to pay it forward and then when you have time to do something like this you do it because you don't know who's going to be listening you don't know who's that who that's going to help right so and a person like yourself like i just started a podcast you know i have 40 episodes in i can remember i'm doing and going what the heck when I but you know what you're living proof that it doesn't matter, you know, what you want to do and what you're passionate about, it'll happen. So I feel like, uh, you know, if we have more women supporting women in these types of things, I'm like, yeah, it's this, we could change a narrative tenfold. So. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And just taking yeah. action, literally just taking action on the things that you want, because yes, me back then was like, oh my God, imposter syndrome. Like, who do I think I am? And today I'm like, I feel like I'm actually like really good at this. You, you so are really good, good at it. Like I'm so happy that I continued with it. Right. And I didn't give up on myself or listen to all those thoughts. Anyways. That's amazing. So I, congratulations to you on that. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm also learning to accept, accept and receive the compliments and all the things that we try to like, just, you know, brush off quickly. No, I will celebrate Isn't it, that. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. One, um, I had a wise person tell me once, um, I think a lot of us get in the habit or are in the habit of when someone compliments you, you kind of like, you kind of like negate or you, you kind of backpedal or you kind of like de- deflect. But honestly, yeah. the best response is simply, thank you. Yeah. Receive it. That's it. And just appreciate, like, just, you know, take it in. And I think that's the best compliment. So I thank you for inviting me today. <laughs> I appreciate it. I loved this conversation. Again, there was just so much in here 
Um, so much great stuff to share. I cannot wait to put this episode out. I will have everything you said too about your website and all the things will be in the show notes before I forget to say that. I think that's it. I just appreciate you, your time, um, sharing this space with me and all of your wisdom. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. And- Absolutely. Thank you. Have an awesome day, an awesome week. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up today and for taking the time to listen to another episode. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate if you would share it with somebody else who may need to hear it too. Please don't forget to be brave, to trust yourself, and when you're ready, take action. Thank you.